The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the Short Shots Podcast. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds here with you on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Of course, the season two of Long Shots has come to a close with the 2020 Masters. And now for a little bit of an off-season, silly season, if you will, we'll do a handful of podcasts, short shots, a little shorter than the uh, full version of Long Shots. And to give you an idea, the schedule, uh, of course, we'll do the RSM Classic. Uh, we'll take the Thanksgiving holiday off. When we return, we'll do the Mayakoba Golf Classic taking place in Playa del Carmen, right, out of, right outside of uh, Cancun, Mexico. Uh, and then after that, we'll do basically take the entire month of December off, come back at the end of December for a season preview, take a look at the Masters, maybe do some predictions, Rookie of the Year, Player of the Year, that type of thing, who might win a major, who might not. Uh, and then with the turn of the calendar into 2021, we start up with the tour events at Tournament of Champions at Kapalua in Maui and then the Sony Open at YLA Country Club in Oahu and then the American Express. Wes likes to call it the Bob Hope. So do I down in La Quinta. And then we go back for season three of Long Shots and we tee that up at Torrey Pines for the Farmers Insurance Open on Tuesday, January 26th. So some well-deserved time off here, uh, especially the month of December, uh, December, Wes. That'll be the bulk of it. Uh, but we'll cover a few tournaments here uh, before we get uh, season three of Long Shots underway again and keep the golf uh, keep the golf fans out there that we had uh, created with long shots interested here uh, during the downtime. Yeah, and we want to thank uh, all the listeners and viewers at vcin.com and various other platforms for supporting the show. We're coming back for season three. We've been renewed. Uh, the suits <laughs> at vcin uh, informed us of that. So uh, we will uh, be back on the air, obviously, for Tory Pines in terms of the full schedule, but obviously this podcast format that we're going to be doing for the rest of 2020 
Monty in early 2021. And also uh, Point Spread Weekly, if you're a subscriber to that, we will have write-ups because some of the PGA Tour events, obviously, as we get into the more silly season, the uh, the old shark shootout and events like that, we're not going to be covering really extensively. But you do have some golf around the world, though, in December, which I'll be writing up for in, uh, Point Spread Weekly. The European events, obviously, the race to Dubai in the second week of December concludes, and that'll be a very good field. All the elite European players will be in it. U.S. Women's Open, it was just announced last week, will be in Houston, I believe, the second week of December. So still get another LPGA major. So we'll be covering all that in Point Spread Weekly, just not in the usual long shots uh, show format. And uh, it's always, for me, typically the two sports that I handicap myself quite intensely are, are NFL football and PGA Tour golf. And it always works out where the PGA Tour season kind of ends when football is beginning. And then golf starts up again when football is ending. This year, of course, like everything else, was crazy. So we've been doing two or three different things at once. But uh, it'll be nice to take December off, kind of recharge the batteries, and get ready for the 2021 season. And I always like to kick off at Torrey Pines. Great tournament, great golf course. It'll also host the U.S. Open in 2021 in June. And it also typically falls into that slot, the bye week before the Super Bowl. So it's a nice spot to kind of reintroduce golf to everybody. Yeah, absolutely, because you'll get more of a full field. Obviously, the two Hawaii events, especially the first one in Kapalua, is a really good field because it's all tour winners. So it's a limited field, even though it'll be expanded this year for qualification to kind of fill it out due to so many canceled events uh, for those three months in March through June uh, through the pandemic. So you'll have that event, and then you have the Sony Open, as we say, the Bob Hope. Uh, Torrey Pines is usually, too, where you get maybe a lot of the bigger names that make their debut if they elect to skip Kapalua, which a couple do usually uh, at the beginning of the year. Usually Rory skips it. Uh, you usually get Tiger at Torrey, too. Yeah, exactly. So you have those events, and then we will await a 2021 European tour schedule because usually in January and February, you also get good events over in the desert swing, mm -hmm. Dubai, yep. Abu Dhabi, and whatnot. So a uh, lot, lot of really good events in January, and we will be back full-time here on Torrey Pines for the uh, Farmers Insurance Open. Well, let's talk about the Masters. Of course, Dustin Johnson wins the Masters, his second major, and he sets a Masters record getting to 20 under par. And it was kind of a relatively boring weekend at Augusta National as DJ just ran away with it. Uh, I didn't mind watching a boring Masters because I had a ticket on him. I never really had to sweat it too much. And of course, you and I won our Masters draft in a little pool. We were uh, in here with a bunch of local sports betting personalities here in town. So that was very cool. Um, but you know, what was there, there were some, certainly some things that were different and we touched on them in our final episode of long shots, the conditions and how it was going to be wet and the, the overseeded fairways weren't going to be as mature. And, and we really saw a lot of that. We had guys, you know, that had muddy golf balls and some people were saying it should have been lift clean in place. And, but I'll tell you what, a lot of it was the same too. We saw guys hitting balls into Ray's Creek. We saw the leaderboard, the top 10 or top 15 of the leaderboard included 
Johnson, Justin Thomas, Rory, John Rahm, Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed. I mean, there were a lot of things that were very typical Masters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, except the only atypical thing is we never seen a guy reach 20 under par to go right. national. And uh, Dustin Johnson does that for the first time and uh, also sets the uh, all-time record there at, at 20 under par. Uh, my nearest pursuer finished tied for second. That would be Cameron Smith, who I had at 125 to one. And, and, and really- I tell you what, I mean, that I think you could make an argument. Cameron Smith finishing second at 125 to one, you could argue is a better pick than me taking G, uh, DJ. And I happen to get a good number at 20, but that was very impressive to pull that needle out of that haste. Well, you look at Smith and uh, he is the, was the first player to ever shoot four consecutive rounds in the sixties at a single master and he loses <laughs> by five shots. Uh, but you know, he, no shame, I guess, in losing to the best player in the world. And I think that was made clear. I know the number one ranking in the OWGR, that would be official world golf rankings uh, had flipped and flopped for about four or five times throughout the year with months, different players. And uh, Dustin Johnson, I think really proved that he is the best player in the world, mainly because he has the fewest weaknesses. If you look at some of the other guys at the top, in the rankings, uh, John Rahm and Brooks Kapka, for example, a little shaky on their middle irons. Mm-hmm. Everything else yep. is pretty good. Bryson DeChambeau hits it really long, but gets himself into very awkward yardage where those, those chips and those pitches from 40 and 50 yards in, he's not as great as those shots because he puts himself in that position because he's so long off the tee. Justin Thomas, great ball striker, can, can putt it very well but he doesn't hit enough fairways. Rory McIlroy sometimes struggles with the putter, and uh, he was also in contention here. Uh, Smith, by the way, did tie with Sungae M, the best uh, finish of his young career in a major, 22 years old, finishes tie for second. Justin Thomas, it never felt like he was in it, and he ended up finishing fourth, which is his best finish at the Masters because he had never had a top 10 there. So, look, uh, he, yeah, everybody kind of worries about him. It's like, oh, he, he plays a fade here or whatnot, or this really doesn't favor him. Talent's going to win out, and eventually I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a green jacket. Rory McIlroy tied for fifth. What might have been if he didn't shoot 75 in round one, it looked like, man, he's just going to kind of give in and miss the cut, but he fought, and, and I respect that out of Rory. He started poorly, fought, finished tied for fifth with Dylan Fratelli, and then to round out the top 10, C.T. Pan, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka tied for seven, tied for 10th is Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed, and Corey Connors. That is important, though, because the top 12 finishers at Augusta National will be in the field next April. That's what you have to do to get in, and that's especially vital, obviously, for guys like Fratelli and Pan and Connors, who aren't in the top 50 of the world golf rankings, don't have other exemptions via majors or PGA Tour wins in the calendar year. So, uh Good on them, and they will be teeing it up again in about five months at Augusta. Bryson DeChambeau ended up finishing 34th. Tiger Woods was 38th, and Jordan Spieth finished 46th. A couple of guys that had a lot of the headlines coming in didn't fare so well. And I thought this was uh, very interesting, Wes. You got Matt Kuchar, who missed the cut. He's only missed the cut two times in 14 tries at Augusta. So they talk about easier conditions, whatnot. Maybe not so for Matt Kuchar, who has not been in great form as of late. He has not missed a cut at Augusta since 2002. And again, just his second time in 14 tries. Jason Day, the first time he's ever missed the cut at Augusta in 10 tries. And Terrell Hatton, 
a lot of people were high on this guy coming in and absolutely, you know, one of the top players in the world, but he seems to have trouble with this golf course. His first time, he's only been here four times. His first time here, he missed the cut. He then finished 56th. He then finished 44th and then he missed the cut again this year. So has not had great showings at Augusta national. No, he has not. And he was kind of a trendy pick from uh, some respectable folks that really liked him. And uh, I've been on him a couple times in the last calendar year on futures, both at Bay Hill and then at the Turkish airlines open uh, last fall on the European tour, won them both. And then of course also won at Wentworth a few weeks ago on the European tour. So he's in the top 10 now, but now, and he's had some good finishes in majors, but uh, not so far good here at Augusta. Let's switch over to this week's event. And of course, that is the RSM Classic at Sea Island in St. Simons Island, Georgia, not too far away from Augusta, Georgia, about a three hour drive uh, out to St. Simons Island. And uh, I wore my hat today, I got to play Sea Island earlier this summer. Uh, it's the plantation course and also the seaside course. I was playing the seaside course, which is a Tom Fazio design. And uh, let's talk about the handicap here, Wes, some of the correlated courses, the skill sets that are emphasized, you know, current form, course form, all that good stuff. The putting surface this week, the field, the field is very good. A lot of guys, uh, you know, went uh, from the Masters and took a little break uh, down south, like I say, about three hours to St. Simons Island and uh, showing up here for the golf tournament. This is probably the best field the RSM Classic has ever had. It is, and because usually it's a fall series event and uh, you'll get a couple names in the field, but not as many, I think, because it's the week before Thanksgiving when everybody's going to go on holiday anyway, and then some of the Europeans aren't going to have to go back overseas until they get to Dubai in December because uh, maybe not playing the South African swing over on the European co-sanction with the uh, Sunshine Tour in South Africa. But yeah, you, you do have a sizable contingent of European players here, and you mentioned the seaside course. Is it uh, Tom Fazio redesign? And uh, you also look at the fact that it was originally designed by Harry Colt and Hugh Allison. So Harry Colt does have some course correlations in terms of uh, Wentworth uh, and uh, for the uh, BMW PGA, a couple of the uh, courses they played in the Open Championship Road, including Royal Port Rush, uh, Hamilton, where they sometimes played the Canadian Open. So, yeah, some correlations, obviously, there, some correlations with some other southern courses and uh, a lot of guys. It was interesting because you not only have these European players and some of the guys that play the Masters, but you obviously get a lot of Georgia Bulldogs here who have had success in the past. And we'll talk about that shortly. You get those guys and then you get a lot of SEC golfers that have played here. And that's something that I used in some of my selections, which we'll get to at the end of the program. Guys that played the SEC championship here, guys that played the Jones Cup, the amateur event here. So, and plus you've got a lot of guys also that live here at Sea Island or on the adjacent St. Simons Island, Jonathan Bird, Harris English, Brian Harmon, Zach Johnson, Patton Gazire, Matt Kuchar, Keith Mitchell, JT Poston, Hudson Swafford, and also the tournament host Davis Love, and then some other guys have some trainers, or maybe not trainers, uh, swing coaches that are based here, like Kevin Kisner, Nick Watney, Chris Kirk. So, a lot of familiarity for a lot of these players here. Yeah, there is really a huge Southern representation at uh, Sea Island, and uh, Davis Love really started it all. He kind of promoted that place. He is a big uh, influencer in the tour event there, and a lot of these guys uh, that call this place home now. You mentioned most of them, Harris English. 
English. Uh, I mean, they're all over the place. And I think that's one of the things about the handicap this week that you have to try and filter through. And Wes, you and I talk about it a lot. We don't necessarily like to back a guy when it's a home game. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot different when there's fans uh, because there's a lot of commitments and pressures and and, and distractions and everything you have to do when you go to play uh, your home course or a course you might be a member at. And a lot of these guys, including Harris English, have had kind of topsy-turvy success here uh, at at a course that they call home. So you got to, you know, find the guys that you figure are going to do well this week and some guys that maybe press too much when they're on a course they're so familiar with. As far as correlated courses, I looked at uh, the Bermuda Championship, Port Royal Golf Course. I looked at the uh, uh, Putacana, uh, the Corrales golf, uh, golf course in the Dominican Republic. I looked at the Wyndham Championship. I looked at the Valspar Championship. I looked at the Sony. Now, the Sony, the Wyndham, and Harbortown were probably the three that I looked at, put the most emphasis on those. Those are seaside courses, not not the Wyndham, but the Sony and Harbortown. Uh, you do have the seaside coming into play. One thing they all have in common is the Bermuda grass putting surfaces. They're also pretty all narrow off the tee. Driving accuracy can be a skill set. You want to take a look at all of those. So those were some of the courses that I uh, input into my correlated courses part of the handicap. Yeah, and, and they certainly make a lot of sense. And you mentioned uh, Tom Fazio uh, in terms of the uh, designs uh, has several different designs uh, on the PGA Tour, so you can certainly uh, look for that. And then uh, I use the Harry Colt original design because this isn't really what I would call a Lynx type course, but it has some links elements. So that led me to a couple guys uh, that ended up playing the masters because I wanted to skirt a lot of the guys that played at the masters last week, uh, because this is just a come down for those guys, especially the ones that are in contention, uh, like the soon JMs and the mm-hmm. Dylan Fratelli's and the CT pans, Corey Connors, they exhale and relax. Yeah. Because here. now they're in the masters next year. So it's like, okay, we didn't win the tournament. Tournament, but but mission accomplished in terms of the fact that you can't win it unless you're in it, at least for next year. So those were guys I was looking to maybe fade in matchups this week or not really back so much on the futures market. Yeah, and if you look at past winners, uh, typically Harbortown, the RBC Heritage, follows the Masters in a normal schedule. If you look at winners of Harbortown, most of them have either not played or missed the cut the week before. Now, there certainly are uh, differences to that where, you know, you have a guy that's on a roll and he goes in and wins the next week. But for the most part, to Wes's point, it's uh, guys that either did not play the Masters or missed the cut or maybe finished way down the leaderboard, didn't have that pressure cooker of the Sunday cauldron at Augusta National before going to Harbortown the following week. We'll see if that plays over here at the RSM Classic. Uh, the following week uh, after that will be the Mayacoba Classic in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, just outside of Cancun. That is at El Camaleon Golf Course, a Greg Norman design. Uh, pretty good, Wes. I have played there two. Also very heavily uh, dressed Bermuda greens uh, and Harbortown. I was on that same trip this past summer that I played Seaside. I played Harbortown as well. And I think there's a lot of similarities in these greens. The Bermuda just has those thick blades of grass, a lot of grain. And we see guys that putt well on that type of stuff like Kevin Kistner. I think those are guys you want to look at for this week at the RSM. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Kisner uh, is a former winner here uh, right. as well. Uh, Georgia Bulldog, couple Georgia Bulldogs have won this event. Kevin Kisner, Chris Kirk, uh, and a lot of guys, even if they didn't play at University of Georgia, guys that have uh, played in the area or certainly are familiar. Charles Howell III won here two years ago who uh, lives right in Augusta. So if you look at these guys, uh, a lot of ball strikers, not necessarily a lot of big hitters. Tyler Duncan, Charles Howell, Austin Cook, Mackenzie Hughes, Kevin Kisner, Robert Streb. Those are the last six winners here. Now, this is this is a better field in terms of uh, who you have at the top here, being that you have Webb Simpson here, Terrell Hatton, Soon J.M., Tommy Fleetwood, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, Jason Day, Justin Rose, guys you usually don't have in this field are going to be playing this event. So uh, that's why I think you get a little bit of bigger prices down the board of guys that maybe have a little bit more of a sense of urgency. And uh, I played mostly longer prices this week. It, it was kind of like this week. There were a lot of guys I could really make cases for and not just guys that are in that, oh, 20, 30 to one range. I mean, guys in the 100, 150 and 200 to one range. It's like, wow, that's a big price on this guy because he makes total sense here. Well, we look forward to that and we will get to that coming up shortly. You mentioned you didn't necessarily look at the big hitters, the bombers. Neither did I. I, I looked at driving accuracy, strokes gain putting. This can turn into a putting contest here. Strokes gained approach. I think that's important week in and week out. And then scrambling, which we've seen be very uh, important at both Wyndham and Harbortown. We mentioned correlated courses there. Uh, also at Mayakoba next week, Dustin Johnson, your master's champion, has committed to the field. Also, Abraham Answer, Ricky Fowler, Victor Hovland, Tony Finau, and Cameron Champ will all be in action next week. Justin weekend. Thomas also was a late commit, I believe, yesterday uh, committed to this event. So, very rare that you get these guys, I guess, play in an actual December event. Sometimes they used to play in the you know, father-son challenge or, or one of these silly season events, but uh, a very good a field for Mayakoba, which is usually kind of an alternate event where you're going to get a weaker field, but uh, very strong quality at the top for sure. And we'll talk about that one after the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll take a quick break here and we come back. We'll go through all of our picks for the RSM Classic right here on the podcast series, Short Shots. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Short Shots. It is our podcast series here as we take a little time off away from Long Shots, the number one rated golf betting show in the world. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. And on tap this week, it is the RSM Classic down at Seaside in St. Simons Island, Georgia. The week after the Masters uh, has caused for a great field. A lot of players heading to St. Simons Island and uh taking up there at Seaside to play in this event and making for a great field. Let's get to our picks, Wes. We've kind of discussed our handicap of the course. We've, uh, of course, recapped the Masters and how that's going to influence coming into this week. And we'll start with our outright winners. And I'll go first here. And feel free to chime in uh, if you're uh, against me or with me at all. But uh, I did go with Harris English as my shortest shot. And I found him at 30-1. to Uh, He is a Georgia Bulldog. And he's had mixed success here at this tournament and we talked about that sometimes a home game can be tough on players but Harris English may have never been playing better golf heading into this tournament in his career prior and you also throw in the fact that there are no fans here to kind of cause those distractions and sometimes that come along with playing a home game I think this might be a good spot for Harris English his last seven starts on the PGA Tour second 40th 12th fourth a miscut a tenth and a 28th. He was 17th at Harbortown, 23rd at Wyndham, 22nd at the Sony. Three of the courses we looked at as far as corollary courses. I think Harris English could have a good showing here this week. And I went with the other Georgia Bulldog in that price range, that being Russell Henley at 25 to 1, who uh, excellent form, also a Georgia Bulldog, and uh, has motivation here. Look, he watched the Masters last weekend. Uh, he's currently 58th in the world. You got to get in the top 50 by March. Uh, 
to get into that Masters, but the more direct path is to obviously get a win, uh, which he certainly can do here. Four top tens in his last seven events, five of the last 11, going all the way back to the Workday Open in July at, at uh, Muirfield Village. Currently the top 10 on tour for greens and regulation, strokes gained approach, and strokes gained tee to green. The putting stats don't really, you know, dazzle you or anything, but he's obviously substantially better on Bermuda greens, has been throughout his career, all three of his uh, PGA Tour wins on Bermuda. And this is the first of uh, a few guys that I played on that college angle. He has a top 10 or better in, in the RSM in three straight seasons, 14 to 16. He also has got a win on this course, uh, won the SEC championship at go. Sea Island uh, in 2010 and then was sixth the following year. So you've got a lot of these guys that have played college in the SEC because uh, this does host the SEC championship pretty much every year, I think, since 2001. You know, it's funny. Every guy I took this week is either from the SEC. Well, every guy is from the SEC except for one. Uh, I did take a guy from the ACC. And that, of course, would be Webb Simpson. Now, I did not take him in an outright. Uh, the price was a little bit short for me. Now, he's had, we, we know about Webb Simpson. He's had tremendous success here. He's had uh, a second and a third the last two years here at the RSM, a third and a fourth the last two years at the Sony. He's also has uh, a win at Harbor Town just this past year. He is clearly the favorite, but at 10 to 1, 11 to 1, 9 to 1, I didn't really want right. to lay the wood with him to get an outright win. So I took him him in a top 10 finish. He's my only non-SEC guy this week uh, at the RSM, but I'll continue the Georgia Bulldog theme with you here, Wes. I did take Brian Harmon at 45 to 1. Hasn't missed a cut since mid-July. 11 straight starts, that is. He was fourth at the Sony in 2018 and also fourth here at the RSM in the same year. 28th at Harbortown and sixth last year at the Wyndham. 45 to 1, I figured, was a pretty good price on this guy who ought to have a great shot and I've got a 45 to one and I think that's a very good case for Harmon he makes total sense here uh this guy not a southeastern conference player not even an American uh so but he kind of stood out to me the more I looked at him and that was Shane Lowry same ah. price at 45 to one form's not off the charts good but four straight cuts over the past several weeks uh Wind could blow here, and I mentioned the correlation with Harry Colt. Of course, where did Lowry win the Open Championship at Rural Portrush? That was designed by Harry Colt. He also designed Hamilton Golf and Country Club at the RBC in uh, 2019, where Lowry finished runner-up to one Rory McIlroy. Wentworth, uh, also a Colt design. Lowry's an annual contender in the event. And I'll squeeze one in that also went along the same lines. Danny Willett at 110 to one, mm -hmm. uh, another guy sticking around for a week. He was tied for 25th at the masters last weekend. I believe that's where Lowry uh, finished as well in the tie for 25th. Uh, Danny Willett, actually, and I know we didn't have a lot of strokes gain data, but our friend Justin Ray at the 15th hole or at uh, uh, Justin Ray golf on Twitter found some strokes gain stuff last week and who led the strokes gained approach last week at Augusta. It was Danny Willett mm. gaining 8.6 shots on the field. So he's got a course designer link. He's won at Wentworth back in 2019, a Harry Colt design. And uh, if Danny Willett's hitting his irons that well, 
I'm going to take a shot with him at triple digits for sure. Well, it's a nice price. And Shane Lowry, you mentioned, I believe that was his best ever Masters finish. So good form for Shane Lowry. Also a great wind player. And uh, there will be wind here this week uh, at Sea Island. Anywhere from 10 miles an hour to as high as 20 miles an hour. Coming off that sea in St. Simons Island, Georgia. So good to have a guy that can play in the wind like Shane Lowry. Uh, we stick in the SEC at 175 to 1. One of two long bombs for me. This is a Vanderbilt Commodore, and that would be Brant Snedeker. And uh, you look at his correlated history. He's won at Harbortown. He's won at Wyndham twice. He has two straight top 20 finishes at the Sony. He lost in a playoff there at 2016. He was not in the mix at Augusta. Of course, he played at Augusta and showed pretty well for the first round, but then really fell off. So it's not like he was in that pressure cooker again coming down the stretch on a Sunday. So uh, he never really had to grind too hard. And uh, I think this is a course and this is really his his wheelhouse down in the south on the Bermuda greens and uh, at 175 to one. I thought it was worth a shot. I also have a Vanderbilt Commodore, uh, a less proven and a less experienced Vanderbilt Commodore. That being Will Gordon at 125 Mm. to one tenth on debut here last year. And you recall his standout performance was that tied for third at the Travelers that Dustin Johnson won up in Connecticut where Gordon actually led the field in birdies. Uh, Hasn't really done a lot since made six of 10 cuts, but best finish was at the Wyndham and that was down in like 27th, I believe. But another familiar course for Gordon was third here in the SEC championship back in 2019, right here at Sea Island. And uh, let me go ahead and tie a couple of the other long bombs too, before we go back to your next one. Uh, Matthew Neesmith at 125 to one, Patton Kazire at 200 to one. Both are former SEC champions on the on this very golf course. Uh, Neesmith played at South Carolina, uh, finished uh, first here, I believe, 2015. Uh, tops in this week's field and second overall on tour for greens and regulation. I think that is going to be important, much like stroke gained approach, where he's sixth in this week's field. Uh, did miss the cut in Houston before Augusta, but a top 10 finish. Uh, tied for eighth at the Shriners and then another top 20 before that. So I think he comes in with confidence. And then Patton Kazire, who played at Auburn, SEC title winner here in 2017, tied for 11th two weeks ago at Houston. So he gained strokes on the field in all phases. Uh, likes the Bermuda, likes the coastal track. So uh, Patton Kazire made sense to me. Well, I am on Mr. Kazire as well. Uh, you got a better number than me. 200 is really nice. I got him at 175. I think he's all. The, I think he's good all the way to 150, maybe even 125. But uh, yes, an Auburn Tiger uh, also, you know, is very familiar with all these courses in the South. Southeast. He's won the Sony, uh, just finished 11th at the Houston, like you mentioned. He's never missed a cut at the Wyndham. He was also 15th here at Sea Island last year. So I, I think he likes the surroundings, and uh, that's a big enough price for me to take a shot with a guy that has such good history in these parts. Uh, also took him at 4-1 to one for a top 20 finish, along with Brant Snedeker, a 4-1 to one shot uh, for a top 20 finish. I mentioned Webb Simpson. Uh, I got him at even money for a top 10 finish and then Harris English I got for a top 10 finish at plus 275 and then uh, finally I'll round it out with the Georgia Bulldog Kevin Kistner almost played him to win but I just don't have the feeling I didn't want to go there so I hedged a little bit went with a top 20 finish got him at plus 220 he was fourth at the Sony uh, top 11s has three top 11s at Harbortown in the last five years four top 10s here at Sea Island including a win in 
in 2016, a third at the Wyndham this past year, uh, got him again uh, to finish top 20 at plus 220. So any uh, uh, derivative uh, outside of the outrights, any top 20, top 10s for you? Yeah, I'm going to look at those. I haven't played those yet. A couple other futures I'll mention briefly because we'll have to get out of here. Henrik Norlander, 100 to 1, uh, fifth last year here at Sea Island. Uh, Doc Redman just on a form play at 60 to 1. Uh, also a couple other futures I played. Did do a couple matchups. Uh, faded Dylan Fratelli off that close call at the Masters. Took Zach Johnson, who lives right here at Sea Island, right. uh, in a matchup over him. Uh, Norlander over Hadwin. Ches Reeve over Harold Varner and Brendan Todd. Another Georgia Bulldog over the 2018 champion, Charles Howlett. Yeah, I took a hard look at Ches Reeve over Harold Varner. Didn't end up on that one, but I did end up on Henrik Norlander over Adam Hadwin. Hadwin hasn't finished higher than 34 fourth in a full field event in almost five months and Norlander uh, was on a really good run this summer also had a uh, top five finish last month at the Sanderson Farms and then the other head-to-head matchup I uh, made a play on was Matthew Fitzpatrick over Russell Henley and Fitzpatrick was a small dog in that one at minus 105 three top tens and a 12th in his last nine starts now Henley's been red hot as well and you talked about it Wes four top tens in his last seven starts the only thing that kept me off of Henley here and Fitzpatrick he was not in the hunt at Augusta so not a, you know a pretty a low pressure week there up the road in Augusta Georgia for Fitzpatrick he's the better putter of the two but for me it felt like you know you talk about that boat's getting awful full with people loading mm-hmm. up on Russell Henley I I just didn't feel like I wanted to jump on board with Henley this week. Yeah, it was kind of back and forth between him and English, but uh, I like being back on Bermuda here. He does have three straight top tens, even though he missed the cut the last couple times, but he was in rotten form. He's playing some of the best golf of his career now, and uh, I don't think that the delay in being off for a couple weeks is going to hurt him. I think you make a real good point, too, that uh, he's 58th in the world right now, and certainly getting into that top 50 in the world uh, or getting a win here gets him to Augusta next year, so there's certainly some motivation there. We'll see how it all works out. Enjoy the RSM Classic. We'll be back after the Thanksgiving holiday to take a look at the Mayakoba Golf Classic right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network here in the podcast series called Short Shots. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.